Welcome to Hire It Advisor, the Baker Tilly podcast dedicated to providing insightful guidance and leading practices for college, university, and research institution leaders and board members, experts and thought leaders in higher education finance, institutional operations, collegiate athletics and esports, health and wellness, data analytics, and more. Join our podcast host, higher education practice leader Dave Capitano, for bi-weekly episodes to discuss the latest news in higher education and the impact these trends and changes have on the industry. This is where you come to learn what's really going on behind the scenes at colleges and universities across the country. Hello, and welcome back to the Higher Ed Advisor podcast series. I'm Dave Capitano, Baker Tilly's Higher Education Practice Leader and podcast host. Collegiate Esports, is your institution ready? It's a growing discussion among higher education leaders. In this episode, Baker Tilly's Higher Education Risk Advisory Specialist, Adrian Lermet, and I discuss esports with Florida Tech's esports director, Dana Houston. Dana recently helped launch the institution's first esports program, which has reached a very high level of success over a short period of time. We discussed some of the drivers of Florida Tech's esports program and Dana's secrets to starting a successful program across the campus. Dana also shares how esports serves as a differentiator for colleges and universities. Here's Adrian to get us started. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and talk a little bit about your esports background, and then we can go from there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure speaking with you guys. I'm Dana Husted. I am the director of eSports at Florida Tech in Melbourne, Florida. I was formerly at Grandview University in Des Moines, Iowa. I've been around the eSports collegiate space for about five years now and starting programs from scratch, working on program development, building infrastructure, program structure, uh, marketing and sponsorship and campaigning for the program and and the school. Um, And so I'm really excited to share some of that insight today with you guys as we have a lot of higher ed listeners and looking forward to it. So, So talk a little bit about coming to your current institution and how you arrived there and kind of what your journey was and what you got when you arrived. Yeah, well, I came from Grandview University in Des Moines, Iowa. We were one of those first probably 15 or so schools in the nation at that point that were offering really competitive scholarships at the time. And we implemented eSports as that recruitment, retention, and engagement tool. We didn't really have the ability to have full-time staff at that point, right? So we were in like those early years of collegiate. um, And not many programs had, you know, multiple staff. So I was actually volunteering with a friend at that time at the startup of that program. Um, And then eventually uh, they asked me to set up their first ever like national tournament where we would bring teams in um, for the Collegiate League of Legends $10,000 tournament. We ran the tournament and then a month later, Grandview offered me a full-time job, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. And I started to help out with NACAD, which is the National Association of Collegiate Esports Coaches and Directors. Um, So that event that we put on ended up becoming an annual event that people ended up knowing that they would want to go attend. And that was also a really exciting mark to put on um, representing Grandview. View. So, uh, you know, the goal of having NACAD and also being in the collegiate space was being able to offer, you know, good professional development tracks, understanding that 
higher ed scape. Um, I was a former collegiate athlete, so I understood what that recruitment process was like, how scholarships worked, what program structures typically would be like in traditional sports, but how do we tailor that for effective program development in esports? Uh, I started helping with a couple of their schools, and it ended up landing me a full-time job at Florida Tech, which is where I currently have been since March of 2021. The stuff that you've done with Florida Tech's esports program in such a short amount of time is really, really impressive. So you've shared that with me, but I'd love for you to share kind of what you found when you, you arrived in Florida on the Space Coast. Uh, what did the esports program look like there at that time? Yeah, uh, so the initial conversations actually began when the school found me at a tournament. Funny enough, I was running a tournament in California, and Mike Bisk, who's the CEO of Bisk uh, Ventures and also the School of Business here at Florida Tech, reached out and said, you know, hey, why don't you come down and help us? We have this big population um, that would like to be implemented at Florida Tech, but we don't know how to do it. You know, how can we capitalize on that and give them what they need and offer? I then ended up meeting Bino Campanini, who is now Florida Tech's Senior Vice President for Student um, Affairs and Alumni affairs. Great guy. Um, he's the guy who goes to bat for me with everything that's going on in esports. And we ended up with a meeting with other senior leaders on campus, board of trustees, president, CFO, making sure that it would be a good fit here, right, with the data that they had already collected. We talked about, you know, the, advocating the reasons why the colleges should bring esports to their campuses, you know, because it is valuable to the students in the school. Um, you have a large population and they want something, but you're not offering it, right? Like, that's not what an institution is about. We need to make sure that we're doing those things to, to make their time better. So they reached out. They think we're going to do it. We had that, that meeting. It went really well. But um, unfortunately, pandemic hit, you know, months later, probably, ooh, let's see, I want to say like six months later. And so then they just kind of were talking about it. Um, how are we going to do it? And ended up, I said, here's a list of items that you're going to need to do to make sure that you have that full investment. Um, and eventually, you know, three years later, here we are now. And they wanted to, to secure a facility. They wanted to do it the right way. They had the resources to invest in it. And so in March of 2021, we decided we're going to renovate a building. We're going to put this program together for the students and we're going to launch it for fall of 2021. Esports at Florida Tech was a club setting originally, right? It was just a bunch of kids that wanted to do it, but now we're in an organized manner. Um, they actually have a center that they can use. We have you know, now the facility is done. We've, we're finishing up on our first semester um, of usage, and we have six JV and varsity teams. We have over 100 club members. We have multiple events a semester, and spring of 2022 is only going to get better. So just to recap, all right, so you've been at Florida Tech since March of 2021. When you showed up, you didn't have a usable space yet, and esports was a club sport. And just in this short amount of time, you now have a facility, you have, you know, over 100 participants. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Talk a little bit about the facility and what it looks like and, and what that experience is like now. Sure. Yeah, that facility renovation was a lot of work. Um, we hit the ground running on the first day I moved to Florida and started the job, so it was kind of crazy. Um, the space was a former textile arts building, and we had to completely renovate the inside, you know, to make it what it needed to be. Electrical, data infrastructure, um, getting the equipment ordered and arrival, making it all get set up and putting all those desks together. And, like, I physically hand-built, you know, 36 desks and put them together and 36 chairs, and I put all the PCs together. 
Um, we built a new stage we so that we can have players in a 6v6 format. So say we should want to host teams here, we can do that. Also for just like cool experience of being in our center. Um, we also have new lighting paint. We have a community room that has 24 additional PCs, which is our community area. So. Um, we also have a console area. We have a little loft where students can hang out, do homework, eat and drink, things like that. Um, then we're gonna be doing the second phase of the renovation here upcoming in the spring of 2022, um, where we have the first floor ended up getting a renovation. So our students are loving it. I've currently just pulled the data this morning and we had had 450 unique students hop in the space this semester um, and use it in some way, shape or form, which probably we have way more than that just because of our, you know, how we recorded attendance and things, but um, 450 unique users have registered to use a PC in our space. That's awesome. So you mentioned you have a community space. Is that for members of the community or, you know, people that aren't part of Florida Tech that you could welcome in? Our space is available for kids who are in our competitive programs, right? Varsity or JV teams. They also might be part of our club. But if you're just a general student on campus that likes to game, this is your center to go to, right? Like, how cool is that to say that I have a fully dedicated, furnished facility for me to go play games, meet friends, you know, just do the whole thing and, and have a great time while I'm at college. That's pretty awesome. Have you seen, so you mentioned you have, um, you know, six JV and varsity teams. Have you seen other clubs pop up as a result of this? Absolutely. I've seen probably the addition of four or five different club titles just in the fall season of us having this, right? And incoming for the spring. I just had an interest meeting for another four teams to implement for official club titles that are going to compete wow. in tournaments and seasons in the spring season to represent Florida Tech. So we're really getting up there. You know, we have about different 20 different club titles and then our um, six or seven varsity and JV titles. So we're doing really well. That's really, really impressive. I mean, that's like just monumental growth. So you came in March of 21 and you're just like, you built it and, and it just is, is grown. It is so go, crazy. No, that's, that's amazing. So you mentioned just the importance of senior leadership and for you having that buy-in was really instrumental because if you didn't have that support at the senior level, you might not be where you are. Um, can you talk a little bit about who at Florida Tech was really part of that leadership and the trustee group that helped facilitate that? Yeah, um, like I said before, our number one supporter was Bino Campanini, um, the key driver who really made it all happen. In addition, we had Dean Bowers, who is the Dean of Students, who is also a huge esports advocate. He knew the need. Um, we needed to engage and retain students that weren't getting their needs met in just other extracurricular activities on campus or just strictly being here for academics. Florida Tech is a, is a STEM and STEAM school, right? We have all the engineers, astronauts, everything, you name it. And a lot of time that overlap comes from um, also having an interest in some sort of gaming or or something in our industry of esports. Um, and so this was a no brainer to put it into place. And, and those people have really, you know, and, and Dean Bowers have just gone above and beyond to make this happen. Um, I also have a really great project manager. His name is James, um, who's from our facilities department, you know, to make this building as beautiful as it is. He saw the vision and he wanted to make it happen. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for the people who got to work on this space to make it what it is today. I think that's amazing. It's really, it's just, it's the growth that you guys have had there and just a, such a short amount of time is, is pretty phenomenal. Talk a little bit though about the decision to move esports from a club organization to now sure. JV and varsity. 
Uh, yeah, so the vision for Florida Tech before I arrived here was always to get it to become a varsity sport at some point. COVID derailed that, right? I think with everybody in higher ed, we can all say that we had plans and things just didn't work out. In spring of 2020, there was still no center, but there was still a little bit more organization in their club, but then do a full swing of a year in spring of 2021, we said, you know, we want to elevate this. We want to contend with other national game players, um, other colleges, making sure that we were offering the competitive rank, but also the club tier, and then also just full fun gaming. And so here we are, right, of trying to create a varsity program, you know, that's a marathon. It's not something that can be done strictly overnight, right? But we're getting there. We're putting the right staff in place. We're putting the program structure. We have the support of an administration um, so that we can have that varsity program. And then making sure that eventually we'll be able to offer those scholarships so that we can bring in high-level talent potentially so that we can be that contender, you know, for national championships. I think that's pretty cool. I want to talk a little bit about student engagement. So you mentioned, you know, one of the ways you're measuring that is is the number of students that are accessing the center and over 400 unique student experiences there. Um, one of the questions that we get a lot from our, our colleagues and our clients is, you know, how else do we engage successful programs? You know, and a lot of programs are still relatively new. So how do you define success at Florida Tech in terms of Sure. Of, of esports. And are there any tools that you're using to measure this? You have dashboards or other metrics? Yeah. Yeah. So the big one, right, is just those daily attendance records. How many users are we seeing in our center on a daily or weekly or monthly basis? Also by programming, you know, we're content programming different events for students to come in, whether you're a gamer or not, right? Like you don't need to be on a competitive team to go play League of Legends, right? Like you can come in and play Mario Kart, um, bring your group of friends in on a Friday night and have a better experience. Having our center is just like such a crucial part to our success because um, if you don't have that place, right, to come together and build community and that camaraderie, you're just gaming from home just like you would any other time, right? So this center has, has been very very vital to that growth and what we can do to leverage our competitive teams, our club teams, and our general student body. The school's goal, right, is not necessarily to win the national championships. We're here at Florida Tech to provide a better experience for the students um, and while they're here. And I think right now we've, we've achieved a lot of those metrics that we had set in place, you know, in July before the school year started. And I'm actually going over a lot of those details right now to make sure that we're, we're following the mission of why we implemented this. Additionally, offering student employment, that was a really big one. We wanted to be able to provide another place for students on campus to do federal work study and and work-study positions to fulfill their time here at school, um, helping international students gain employment, just overall helping them in their career path towards if esports was in their vision, right, or just in general being part of a really cool community on our campus. I like what you said about non-gamers just having an outsource or just like having a space yes. to go and just do fun things. Are you seeing other student clubs and orgs on campus hosting events at the center? Yeah, we are. Um, it's really picked up, especially with our COVID protocols, right, with our events and things. We were kind of 
lower on the end in the first half of the semester, but it's really starting to pick up, and especially in second semester, going to happen. But a lot of different clubs and orgs are going to have their game nights here, right? They can have their general club meetings here and also have like a fun activity afterwards. We're able to host, you know, study session breaks for final exams, right? We, we put on some things for that. Just different ways to engage different groups on campus, whether that is a cybersecurity team coming in and, and doing tours. We've also had classroom tours, sport management, different groups coming in to see all the, the ways now that esports can affect our students here on campus, but also in the long term for any of their interests. What about faculty and other administrative staff? Have you seen use um, from that from those groups? Yeah, we definitely have. We've also seen a lot of them just wanting to come in and just consume knowledge, right? Um, this is new for them, and we're actually putting it in an organized, respectable manner, right? We're not just um, gaming in the basement like everybody biasly always thinks. And so it's been really fun to share that information with them so that they understand like the well-roundedness of what esports can bring to their students who are sitting in their class but little did they know that they are really passionate about esports as well. And it's also helping them maybe gain better grades, right? Or just engaging more participation on campus um, and just overall improving their, their life here while they're at college. That's really cool. So esports is definitely clearly from the data that you have has had a positive impact on retention, on persistence, probably just on mental health, wellness, having that outlet. Do you have any data about how it's potentially impacted admissions and recruitment broadly for the institution? Is that something you're taking a look at? Yeah, uh, it's definitely something we're, we're taking a look at, um, making sure that we have a supportive student life department, right? We're the ones that are putting on all those events for campus. That's a big driver. You know, some schools wind up putting their programs in that athletics department, and sometimes it may get it's most support there and that's awesome because not every school is a copy paste certain schools need to have it in the student life programs to make sure that we're doing things for the best of the students some people will say this is just to increase the engagement and that's what our student life departments do i'm really fortunate because that's where we belong we're, we're doing a service for our students um, and also with the collaboration of different for other schools in the florida area I think it's just extremely important that you're making the decision based on what your needs are and not what everybody else is telling you to, to place it. That's really good context. So I want to pivot a little bit and talk about potential impacts of esports outside the institutions. So have there been any conversations about engaging um, corporate relations, you know, your proximity, uh, your location on the Space Coast? I would imagine you have a lot of opportunities to potentially collaborate with a lot of the industries yep. down there. Um, you know, there's been talk broadly about potential research dollars and taking a look at esports. Talk right. a little bit about, you know, what that looks like and what those conversations look like. Right. Um, it's definitely gotten a lot of attention on the Space Coast and also from a lot of different alumni have reached out, a lot of different companies here in the area wanting to support this initiative because maybe, you know, they have a a child who's also interested and they're trying to understand it more. And now we're actually doing this in their own community. I think we have seen quite a pickup of interested candidates and starting to work on some of those partner sponsor deals, whether they're big gaming companies, whether they are just locals who want to support and help us buy jerseys. You can help our program and support our program in so many different ways. And, and I think that's been the really exciting thing for the school also to see. We're developing something new that they didn't realize can also benefit the entirety of the school 
because we're adding video games to to the university. I'd love your perspective if you had to do it all over again, and we get a lot of questions from institutions that are looking to start up. You know, what do they need to be concerned about when starting an esports program? You know, lessons learned, things that you might do differently, or or things that just really worked well. What, what's your advice to them? Sure. So I would say you're basically the owner of a small business and you're doing that under the institution and, and that small business is esports. How are we going to make that successful? Um, and making sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, putting in the proper equipment that's needed, putting in the right staffing structure to make sure that you're putting a quality product out. I think the things that I wish I would have done in my first go round prior to Florida Tech, like I've learned so much in just those years of like, what equipment was really needed, right? Did I spend things on stuff that I didn't really need or did I need to focus on other areas of the student need? Um, and I think here at Florida Tech, we're doing it the proper way. And that's really exciting because the school's behind us. And, you know, just making sure that you do your research when you're implementing your program and, and doing it for the right reasons. I think that that's going to be really useful for, for our colleagues as they look to start up things. Now here's the look in your crystal ball um, part of the conversation. What do esports look like going forward? What do you see the potential impacts of other athletic events or happenings such as like name, image, and likeness having on esports? Um, yeah. you know, what does the future look like? Sure. Um, we definitely are seeing that come out more and more in the collegiate scape, right, with the NIL. But that's been kind of existing already in a lot of esports, right? Kids are streaming and they're getting sponsored by different products and brands. Right now, for us, we don't have any students who are specifically in that realm yet. Um, however, I do foresee that in our, you know, in the future. And I think that's also a really exciting way for um, students to get recognized properly for the good things that they're doing and the successes that they're having through a passion of esports. So I see, I see that it's extremely important that we make sure we're educating our staff, right, on what that can look like and making sure that we're prepared for when that day comes. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch kind of what esports continues to evolve into and, and see how Florida Tech continues to respond and just see what happens in the second semester of, you know, varsity esports at Florida Tech. So this, is, this has been a great conversation. Dave, I don't know if you have anything else. I, I think we could probably spend hours picking Dana's brain, but we won't take up all of that time. It, def it definitely was a great conversation. Dana, thank you so much. And Adrian, you did excellent job as always. Uh, Dana, love the passion, love the energy, love the excitement you bring to it. Uh, I can only imagine how well that resonates with all your campus community and what you're doing there with your program. The helpful hints regarding starting a successful program, the benefits it can have to the campus. Love the conversation regarding donors getting involved. We need to talk a little bit more about what that donor base is seeing and how they're supporting the institution, how it plays into the greater community involvement as well. All great conversations. So we're going to be keeping an eye on you and uh, watching for great things. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. To receive notification when new episodes become available, please subscribe to Baker Tilly US wherever you get your podcasts.